Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Q. And I'm M. And welcome to the Great British Beatdown. Where Paul and Prue just take tur- like take turns beating down the contestants, <laughs> sometimes yeah. with an egg roll, just beating them up. <laughs> this was a rough and puff episode. It definitely was a rough puff episode. It was yikes! I the feeling in the tent was very harsh. <laughs> For a quarterfinal, there was a lot of disappointment. So a couple of things: the, the judges did like say that they were going to be rougher on the contestants this week because mm-hmm. it's the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to be perfect. Also, I read some discussion online that oh. maybe the judges didn't give the bakers enough time for their um, bakes this episode, oh. which was a lot of the problems is that a lot of their bakes were undone or uncooked. Mm-hmm. Pastry needs a lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the time limits that they gave them were really... Maybe setting them up for failure is one of the threads that I read. Oh, okay. <clears throat> like when Matt gave them two minutes to do this. 58, intro. <laughs> 58 <laughs> minutes. That was funny. I laughed out loud. <laughs> and, then, and then an hour. Yeah, that was one of my. Yeah, it was, it was rough. I mean, they, ha- it, they have to eliminate somebody, and everybody's so strong this episode that I think they like notched up the difficulty just so that they would get failure because if everyone did if they they made they gave them a lot of time this episode mm-hmm. and everyone did like really well because they're really strong bakers right it would be so hard for them to send somebody home right oh okay so you think that they did that by cutting down the amount of time they had to do yeah they made it really hard and that kind of guarantees failure from some of the bakers mm. and then they'll see who the, the biggest failure is and send them home but that said I was genuinely shocked by the end of this episode. Hmm. Genuinely. Hmm. Like, going through the episode, I understand it. But mm-hmm. if you were to tell me that that baker was going home at the end of this episode before I watched this episode, mm-hmm. I would say that that baker is the most least, least likely person to go home hmm. based on the season so far. Hmm. No spoilers. Would you say that? Well, I, I thought wanna... that baker was safe. I thought that baker was going to the final for sure. I don't want to spoil anything, but I usually get right who's going home when we do our predictions. I don't think you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I, man, if, I thought that baker was the safest baker to make it to the final, and now they're no longer on the show, so mm. I am in a whiplash effect. <laughs> so I'm still trying to piece everything together. Pro- you're processing? I am processing. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Intro. Noel tells Matt he loves a flaky pastry. Mm-hmm. Matt brings out his pastry pen, who kind of looks like a chocolate croissant. Mm. <laughs> I saw chocolate oozing out of him. And his friend says, I can't pay you back this week. Something's come up. And then he says, I also said I'd give you a ride to the airport, but it's not going to work out. At this point, I was like, I get it. <laughs> flaky pastry. Right. <clears throat> right. So, pretty good intro. 
I didn't like, I typically like this guy, you know, I like a good puppet. <laughs> yeah, funny voices. I, for some reason, I felt like they're mailing it, especially because last week we didn't have an intro at all. Yeah, so the, this one should have been like, they took two weeks to come up with this intro. Yeah. You guys took two weeks? Yeah, that's, I think that's where the disappointment first set into me. Like, if this was just a normal week where we've had continuous intros, I probably yeah. would be like, great. But for some reason, I was expecting more. Yeah, I get that. Mm. But, I mean, flaky guy, isn't he? <laughs> All right, yeah, true. What else What true. else is like a flaky thing someone's done to you? It did, uh, let's see. I have a friend that like every time I invite out to like lunch, mm-hmm. there's like a 30% chance of him showing up. A 30% chance? 30%. That's not great. So whenever we have like these friend invites where we have lunch together with me and a couple of friends, yeah, we have this one friend who mm-hmm. doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> right. or, or doesn't anymore <laughs> after this episode. He, he always says that he'll come. And then I was thinking about like, you know, more often than not, he'll say, he'll say that he can't make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, I have a similar friend. And she actually is the coordinator of events. So she will coordinate the event and then not show up. Ooh, that's worse. (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh, Because then, you know, someone made the reservations, right? Yeah. 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 Kind of an interesting concept. I'm checking in here for Delilah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm not Delilah, but I'm checking in for... We hear from some of the bakers. (laughs) Shabira says, I can't believe it. I reached the quarterfinal. It's an exciting time. Abdul says, it's mind-blowing. I can't believe I'm here. I'm surrounded by all-star bakers. That That is going to be a thing that comes up. <laughs> that Abdul hasn't gotten a star baker. Yes, yes. yes Another yes. funny moment. Of yeah. Maxi says, we don't know who's leaving. It could be anyone. There's no weak link. Not like last week when Kevin was still here. <laughs> she didn't say that, but I kind of get the feeling that that was a sentiment this this week. Is that everyone left is really really strong? They kept saying that. The judges said that too. Everyone left is really really strong, and then what's unsaid is unlike last week where Kevin was kind of you know not as strong as the other makers. Hmm. That's what I would feel like if I were Kevin watching the show. I see what you're saying there. Yeah, there's like unimplied like things going on here. Mm-hmm. 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 Karma is going on here. I, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sandro does a dance and he goes, quarterfinals. Yeah, quarterfinals. Sandro does a lot of dancing this episode. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that really quick. I feel like out of all the bakers when I'm watching, I am enjoying watching him bake the most. Yeah, he's like the most he, entertaining. He's just like really enthusiastic about it. He's into it. I don't really see him stressing much or anything. You know what I mean? Like, he genuinely seems like he's enjoying himself. He's enjoying himself. Yeah. And also, he's very forward with his intentions. He really wants that handshake. <laughs> he's not <laughs> going like, to beat around the bush about that. Until he, he doesn't. wants his handshake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it were yeah. me, I wouldn't say anything about a handshake because I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. Right. I would say something like Abdul. I'd be like, wow, I'm surrounded by all star makers. <laughs> that's, that's what I would say. Uh, okay. But was like, no, I want my handshake. I'm going to get my handshake. Yeah. I, th- I think it's out there. Like, I really feel like Paul knows it. Paul definitely right? knows it. And yeah. so I just, I think we talked about it briefly before. I feel like that makes it harder for him to give it. Yeah, definitely. But Sandro, <laughs> the thing that's cool about Sandro is that he doesn't care that Paul knows it. He's right. going after it. Right, right. Yanush right. says, this is where any mistake can eliminate you. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. 
Shall we get into the signature? Let's. For the quarterfinal signature bake, the bakers are tasked with making sweet volivants. They must make 12 of them. They must be made with a rough puff pastry and be filled with a sweet filling, which is not normal for a volivant. Apparently, normally it's savory. Mm. The bakers get two minutes and one hour and 58 minutes, (laughs) according to Matt. Funny. I love that so much for some reason. I'm going to start doing that to like people. They're going to get really annoyed of it. No, no. <laughs> like, I'll be over in five minutes plus 23 hours and <laughs> 55 <laughs> minutes. I'll be over tomorrow. <laughs> and then they'll get tired of it after the first time. No. I will not stop doing it. Never get tired relentlessly. of it. I will just keep on doing it. I would never get tired of it as long as you're not doing it to me. <laughs> oh, how the tables are going to turn. <laughs> oh, how the turns have tabled. <laughs> We get some notes from Paul and Prue. They say, traditionally, volivants are savory. Lamination will be key, as well as golden color and crispiness on the volivant itself. So they're looking that it has to be baked. <laughs> That's what they're saying. <laughs> These things have to be baked. Oh, okay. It can't be raw. They say, Paul says, the filling must pack a punch, or I'm going to punch all the bakers. Pow, 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 pow. He doesn't say that. But he does say that the filling must pack a punch. They say they expect nothing but perfection from our five amazing bakers. Well. Yep. Yeah. Prue says, because it's the quarterfinals, Paul and I will be ruthless. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that more. I feel like she's lenient. Prue? Her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. She's like. Lenient. She's like, remember in American Idol, they had uh, Randy Jackson? And he's always like nicer. You mean nicer than Simon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, who's the nicest one? Was it Paula who's the nicest? Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, Prue is Paula and Simon is Paul. Mm. Um, who's Randy? Right? We need a third judge. Yeah. It's probably Matt or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is musical. He both is musical though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. musicals. Les Mis. <laughs> First up, we have Abdul. Abdul is making coconut and berry volumes. His volivants contain a coconut creme patisserie, berry compote, and dark chocolate on the top. There's also kiwi, and he also cuts his strawberries very nicely into like a flower. It looked really cool. Mm. So I was like, you know, I could do that. I'm going to try that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like how you talked it yeah. up, and then you're like, but I can also do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prue reminds Abdul that he's the only baker left <laughs> not to get star baker. And Prue asked him straight up, Face to face. So what about doing it today? <laughs> to Abdul. And Abdul says, you know, he'll try, which is all you really can say to this kind of thing. Obviously not possible because Starbaker wouldn't come until the second day. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so Noel says, what I find always helps with confidence is someone reminding you that you haven't gotten Starbaker <laughs> at the beginning of the day. And I was like, no, that is spot on, man. <laughs> That was great. That was like some producer shenanigans going on here, setting up some storylines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're setting up storylines. Abdullah's storyline for the rest of the season is, will he get Starbreaker? I will say that right now. Mm. And then Sandro's is, will I get a handshake? Mm. Do you, okay. Do you think it's a good idea? Maybe like Sandro putting that out there, knowing that he can't get the handshake 
I mean, he could, but he hasn't yet. Mm -hmm. So that they keep him on the show until he does get a handshake, which would prolong his longevity on the show. I don't think that matters. Because last season, they made a vegetarian week. And Freya didn't get to vegetarian week. And I felt like that would have been her storyline. That she peaked on vegetarian week and then went home? <laughs> yeah, but she didn't even get to vegetarian week. I, but I this know. is a handshake. Dude, that's true. We're talking about a handshake versus a vegetarian baker making it to vegetarian week. Right. Right. Because we wouldn't know if there was a vegetarian week or not, right? No. Yeah, I don't know. I, kept, I mean, maybe that is the story. I think it will, we will see it play out. He will get a handshake at some point. And you then mean, you're going to be up fantasy points. Even when they all get handshakes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even more of a storyline is that everyone else gets handshakes during a challenge. Except, for, except for him? Sandro, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be rough. That would That'd be, be That would be mean. That would be. So back to Abdul. Yes. <laughs> he notes that he likes his volumes shorter because when they're tall, they get wonky. So Abdul... Purposely making short volivants, which is, I don't know about that, Abdul. That seems like a bad strategy to me. Mm. Also, when he takes his volivants out of the oven, he notices the butter leaking, which also decreases the height of the volivants, mm -hmm. and it will dry it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> During judging, Paul says they're not even a quarter of the height he expected them to be. They're also very flat and pale. They notice the butter leaked. He says they're pale and thin. Prue says after biting into it, there's too many flavors in there. She can't taste any of the flavors individually. And Abdul asks, do you guys have anything nice to say? Paul says, welcome to the quarterfinal. <laughs> that actually happened. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Very harsh. The judges are on a tear. That was a great start. Yep. <laughs> All right. Up next is Yanush. And he's making strawberries and cream volivants. He will fill each rough puff volivant with fresh strawberries covered in a summer fruit liqueur glaze. He plans to put a twist on the classic combination by replacing the more traditional cream base with a custard. So his original plan is to use a vanilla cream pat. Mm -hmm. Paul then uh, questions like, there's no cream in there? And how is he going to make sure that his creme pat is not gloopy? To which Janusz says that if it is, he'll just replace it with whipped cream. Yep. He tells him that. Later in the episode, we see Yanush give a taste to Maxi, and Maxi's like, you need to add cream. <laughs> <laughs> because yep. it's on the thicker side. Yep. <laughs> so enter whipped cream. <laughs> it didn't make it. The creme pat was not a success. So overall, it looked really good. Like, Yanush's thing is, like, visually, it's always good, right? Mm -hmm. It had the uh, pastry on top. It had strawberries, and then it had, like, a blue coin on the top of the crown in it. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. That was cool. So during judging, Paul said that they're quite attractive. He likes what he's done with the glazed strawberries on top. They're a bit uneven, but it probably needed a bit longer in the oven. Prue said that they're a little pale for a volivant, and then asked how did he get along with the creme pat. <laughs> Yanush says, what creme pat? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Yanush. I would do the same thing. So basically, it's just whipped cream, strawberries and cream. <clears throat> when they get into it, Prue says that it's really raw inside. Yeah. Paul says it's a bit boring because all there is is cream and strawberry. And it's a pretty dry volivant. It's a shame, actually. The creme pat would have worked if he'd put cream in it. Mm. So this is another one of those times where... 
Yanush makes a decision. Yeah, and they kind of give him a little bit of an idea ahead of time, but he opted not to go for it. Yeah. And then paid the consequences, unfortunately. Yeah, that's going to be a running theme throughout the whole episode. Yeah. All right, and next we have Maxi. Maxi is making summertime fine, Volivance. And Volivance, instead of circular, they're square-shaped, which apparently is more difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She is using a cobberry and gooseberry jam at the bottom of Vivance. On top of that, there's a chantilly cream. And then on top, there's elderflower soaked berries. So Maxi makes a very interesting choice here is that everyone in the tent, they're using cold butter to make their pastry. Maxi says that she's going to use room temperature butter to make her pastry. And she's also using like a bread, fl- a bread flour, a strong bread flour. While she's describing this to Paul, he seems very skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, oh, this is a clue that Maxie shouldn't be doing this. Yes. You know. Paul asked her how many layers she's doing. And she says three double layers, which I thought was kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah, like they a, talked about all the folding. Yeah, he was like, book layer? He's like, three, three yeah. folds or three book layers. Yeah. And she said three double folds. I was like, those are all three different types of folds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, when they come out of the oven, Maxi looks disappointed because they do not look identical. They look wonky. She says they look wonky. Mm-hmm. During judging, the judges say that they are irregular in size, irregular in color, irregular in height. They're flat and dry. And they also say she should have done a round shape because that would have been easier. After biting into it, they say it's raw at the bottom. It's really underbaked. Paul does give one compliment, which is the gooseberry and clawberry jam are delicious. However, too bad that it's coupled with the taste of raw pastry. So a very rough start for Maxie here. Yeah, not her best. Yeah, it was uh, not summertime fine. It was not summertime fine. All right, up next is Sandro. He's making key lime volivants. He chose these flavors because he wants to get a handshake from he, Paul. He, he's doing this very intense. Everyone loves, or everyone knows Paul that Paul loves, loves key lime. lime. Question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think it's a better idea to try to get a handshake by doing something that Paul likes or trying to sort of convince him to like something maybe that he didn't know about? You know what I mean? I think the easier path is to do something that he likes. You do? Yeah. Okay. Doing something that he doesn't like. And not try to make not that like, he doesn't like, but just like, something that like matcha is, or something. is a, okay. Yeah. But then make it so good that he likes it. I think it's easier to go that route. So he's on the right track. Because I don't like if you're trying to make something that he likes, mm-hmm. you're if you make it okay, it's kind of presumed that he would like it, right? Right. But if you go the route of making something that he doesn't like, even if you make it okay, there's still a chance that he might not like it. Right. Right. So I would just do something that he likes. <laughs> All right. So Sandra's using uh, lime cream pat, lime jam, and ginger biscuits. But as it's his favorite, Paul's expectations will be sky high. Paul asks him if he's using key limes or Persians, to which Sandro replies, (laughs) he's using limes, (laughs) green ones. This is my funniest moment of the episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. Paul says he likes key limes. That's that's what I would do during like an episode. Like, are you using this type of lime? This type of lime? I'd be like, I'm using limes. (laughs) Go away. Is it? I'm trying to get my handshake. Go away. (laughs) Is it also him later who's? They ask him what kind of pastry he's using, and he just says, "I'm using pastry." Oh yeah, yeah, he calls it pastry. I'm using pastry though. We'll talk about that again. So, I think it's a tough thing to do, but we'll see how it goes. When he's 
putting his bake together, we learned that he did not press the on button on his oven. That's right. So he, we already talked about the shortened time frames, but he has even less time to get his together. Mm-hmm. During judging, Paul says that they're all over the place. He's got burnt biscuits sitting on top of a quite dark, very low volivant. The flavor is amazing, but it needs to be much lighter. It should be light and airy. It should melt in the mouth. Prue says that they didn't ask for a leaning tower of pizza. So this was not a defying gravity volivant. No. (laughs) The pastry is overbaked, but the flavor is fantastic. Uh, She said she doesn't agree that the ginger biscuits burnt. And then Paul like kind of taps it and it sounds pretty solid and says, that's not burnt. What do you think, Sandro? Sandro thinks that he... It is overbaked, and then Prue says that she was here trying to help him. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. There was a time where Prue was trying to be a little more lenient, but Sandra had to fess up that it was overbaked. Yep, I would say so. So, no handshake. Definitely he- not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, he makes a comment later, which we got to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Next we have Shabira. Shabira is making Citrus Dreams volumes. These dreams are made of citrus. Ooh. Oh, like wait, that's it. not how the song goes. Oh. If it did, I would like it. Na, na, na. Who am I to citrus dreams? I feel like this is our second Eurythmics reference of the season. Was it? Oh, I think so. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Catchy song. <laughs> you know that song's becoming popular again? Really? With like, like the original? Kids who haven't heard it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it's new to them. Yeah, it's like that... Um, <laughs> Song that got popular because of Stranger Things. They're running up the hill. Oh. That song is all over the radio now just because it was on Stranger Things. Hmm. Anyway, so the beer is making citrus dreams. Her volivants contain a mandarin cream cheese icing, which is definitely a choice because Paul asked her, are you using creme pat? She says, no, I'm using cream cheese. He's like, okay. And then later, Shabira kind of explains that she tried creme pats and it wasn't a strong enough of flavor. So she decided to go cream cheese, which I can kind of see the difference in that. Cream cheese is very striking, especially mm-hmm. with like a like some kind of fruit element to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is a choice. And then she's also doing pecan praline on the top. So very, uh, very Shabira of her to go with a very, <laughs> very strong Shabira. flavor choice. During judging, the judges say that her bakes look identical. They look authentic. There's a nice height. Which is the first time I heard that this whole episode. Yeah. And that the butter is trapped on the inside, which is what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Paul says the pastry, the pastry is just cooked, which is also the first time I heard he say that during the whole episode, <laughs> is that her pastry is cooked. And he says they're two minutes away from being perfect, <sighs> which is rough. Yeah. He says the flavors are beautiful. Prue says it's a delicious volivant. Well done. I think Shabira is the only one that actually passed this test. With the volumes. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only one that had height on her volumes. She's the only one that had them baked properly. Two minutes from perfect. I think she is two minutes away from being a handshake. I know. It's it's like I totally am watching with heightened awareness because I just am like only good thing. I don't <laughs> hear good things, right? Yeah. But that two minutes. So Shavira didn't get beat down by Paul and Prue. She was uh Eating popcorn in the stands while the editors <laughs> were in the cage match. <laughs> <laughs> Shabira says after the segment, Paul said two minutes from perfect. I didn't have those two minutes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they didn't give you guys enough time. I get that. That seems like the running theme throughout this challenge. 
Abdul says, Paul says the riot should have been four times. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I made him sound like a horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Abdul's not a horse. <laughs> Maxi says, it's pastry week. I'm worried as I undercooked pastry. Anoush said, Paul called it boring. It's strawberries and cream. You can't go wrong with that. However, I can understand what he meant. Yeah. Sandra says, if it was perfectly risen, I would have got my hand checked today. <laughs> I don't even want it now. I'm like, Sandra, I don't know if that's true, man. I don't know if it was just the rise that I like, would have gotten you a hand check. From no. Yeah. No. Oh. Let's do the technical. Yeah. We're just a few, two minutes. All right, up next is the technical. This week it's set by Prulio Iglesias. I like that <laughs> one. That was good. I can be your pastry, baby. That's Enrique. Oh, who this are we talking about? Prulio Iglesias. That's his dad. Oh. Right? I don't know any Prulio songs. Okay. <laughs> what are some Prulio songs? Anyhow, the bakers are... <laughs> Prue says that the bakers, there are 29 ingredients in this recipe. So please get the balance right. Now I'm going to be thinking about Prulio Iglesias songs. I know I know some. I can be your hero's dad, baby. <laughs> I thought you were going to go hero your makes sense. I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with hero flavor or something. Um, that would have been better. Right. For the technical challenge, the bakers are tasked to make Eight spring rolls. Apparently, it's Japanese week again. <laughs> Featuring a delicate pastry that has been deep fried to crispy perfection. And they must be served alongside a dipping sauce. They have one hour and 20 minutes. At first, I thought that was a lot of time. But then when you actually saw them have to cut out everything and then get all 29 ingredients together, it was quite a bit going on there. All right. Prue says that she doesn't think many people make spring rolls. <laughs> But she felt it was a great test. After all, it's the quarterfinal, and it's quite difficult. Mm -hmm. The pastry's tricky, and she thinks they'll have some of the bakers struggling with huge, great bubbles. The bubbles come because there's water in the pastry. However, they haven't told them how much water to use. If it's too wet, the bubbles will be huge and ugly and misshapen. Mm -hmm. But they should be absolutely smooth. Smooth. Yep. Um... I was like, they're doing egg rolls. Yeah. Also, the egg rolls that they're doing is not the one that I like. Oh, do you like the ones from Trader Joe's? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Wait, do they actually have egg rolls at Trader Joe's? They do. They're okay. Oh, they do? Oh. Yeah. Um, they're you doing like vegetable the egg rolls. Ones. I don't really like vegetable egg rolls. I like meat in my egg rolls. Like oh, meat you like the 30-ingredient spring rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... It, I, 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 like, I like... I like, like... um. Have you ever had Olympia or like Vietnamese egg rolls? Wait, yes. So the like, answer is yes, but those are not the. Are those the same thing? Well, they're similar. So oh, okay. like, there's like um, Chinese egg rolls, right? And right. some Chinese egg rolls have meat in it. Some don't. Don't. Right. They have like cabbage. Right. And like mushroom. I think that's the one they're making is like cabbage and mushroom. Um, I prefer the Chinese ones with meat in it. I also prefer like Vietnamese egg rolls, which has like a, a pork mixture, sometimes chicken. It could be another meat. Mm -hmm. With like mushroom and like sage and or not sage, lemongrass in it. That's I like the Vietnamese ones. 
Okay. Um, I also like Olympia, which is just a Filipino egg roll. Mm-hmm. That's just me on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they're not doing the ones I like, but I guess whatever. They're using all these vegetables. Sometimes it's peanut or meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, this, this segment has my second or my second funniest moment from it. Oh, okay. Let's just talk about it right now. All right. There's a point when Abdul's making his egg rolls, right? Yeah. And then he's doing his like vegetable mix. Mm-hmm. And then he has the mushrooms, right? Yes. And he throws them all in there. <laughs> and then my wife was like, no, there's no way you can put that in the egg roll. He's like, oh, I got to cut them up. So he takes it out and cuts it, <laughs> which is funny. He literally did just lump it all in the bowl. But even when it gets, well, well, yeah, during his judging even, we'll talk about it. But like the judges said that his mushrooms were still too big. Right. <laughs> he didn't cut them up enough. It was a mushroom roll. Yeah. Anyway, um, last place, unfortunately, is Maxi. Mm. Maxi's egg rolls are too dinky, or spring rolls as they call them. Yeah. They're too dinky. The judges complain that there's not enough filling. They say it's all pastry, which is something that they were kind of worried about when they were describing where they could go wrong. So Maxi definitely went wrong, wrong in that aspect. She had this issue last time with portion size. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. They also said that it was dodgy. Because it was too much pastry and not enough filling. Mm. So, unfortunately, Maxi last place, and she also did terrible in the signature. Next to last place, or next to last place, uncharacteristically, we have Shabira, fourth mm-hmm. place. They said that her um, spring roll wrappers have a lot of bubbles. There's too much water in the dough. And ultimately, her spring rolls are not fried enough. They're still a little raw, the pastry itself. Mm-hmm. They said the inside is also too busy. However, the <laughs> dip is good, but it... Yeah, Paul reiterates it should have been in the fryer longer. So, yeah, Maxi and Shabira, last two places. How could they complain that the inside was busy when they made them use 29 ingredients? Yeah. Like, maybe they should have used the 15-ingredient spring rolls. And they also complained (laughs) that Maxi didn't have enough filling on her. So, like, what is it, judges? What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, third place is Abdul. Yeah. During judging, Prue says that there's a lovely crack when you cut it. There's lots of mushroom in there. It's definitely a mushroom spring roll. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely hero flavor, and it's mushroom. Paul says it's crispy, but the air holes are a little big, so it's probably a little bit wet. Also, there is a little bit too mushroom. (laughs) Much mushroom. And then Final Judgment Prue reiterated, bit too much mushroom, (laughs) but they were good. (laughs) That's going to haunt him forever. (laughs) So in second place, we have Yanush. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah. So during judging, Paul says there's only seven, not eight. <laughs> there's a shame that there's one missing. The air holes are huge. Right. Who says it's a pity because um, where it's crispy, it's nice. Um, it's delicious and very crisp. Paul says the sauce is good, but where is the eighth? And then during final judgment, Paul says it's pretty good, but where was the eight? And Yanush says that he deep fried eight. Seven ended up on the plate. He doesn't know what happened. I tried to Mm. go back to look at it again. He did walk up with seven, but I couldn't quite see him plating them. It's still in the fryer. So I don't know where the eighth one is. It's still in the fryer somewhere. (laughs) It's at the bottom of the fryer. They're going to find it. So he, the fact that he didn't complete the task but still got second must really show that the others were not great at all? What do you think? I think if he had eight, he would have got first place. You think so? Yeah. That just seems like 
Do you think somebody came up and ate it because it looked too delicious? I well, no, well, it's probably him, right? Let <laughs> me say it was. <laughs> yeah, but to not like complete the task and still get second to me is a big feat. <clears throat> I mean, he Am he I... might have gotten first if he had eight. Okay, but do you think he? It's like you could get <laughs> second place by not completing the task. Not normally, but okay during this week, you know. All right, just wondering. Eight is enough. Eight is enough. Well, but he didn't do eight. He did seven. I was making a reference to a I 70s know, okay. TV show. <laughs> okay. oh, I know. I know. <laughs> all right. Anyway, first place is Sandro. During judging, Paul says they're all roughly the same size. The bubbles are there, but they're not quite as big as some of the others. There's a nice blend inside. The actual mixture content is good. There's definitely not too much mushroom. <laughs> it's beautifully thin, that pastry, and the dipping is nice. Prue said that he likes the crisp pastry. She likes the crisp pastry very much. It's lovely. The pastry was excellent, delicious, and lovely dipping sauce. His looked really good. Like when he yeah. was rolling out his dough, yeah. it looked really good. I was like, Sandra's trying to get a handshake for a technical, right. which never happened ever before. What if he made nine spring rolls? Then we would have said he stole one of your new shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's where it went. Right? <laughs> good point. Detective, detective Q on the list. Good point. Mm, yeah. Uh, Where'd you get that extra egg yeah. roll? <laughs> just, just, just one more thing. <laughs> just one more thing. Where'd that extra egg roll come from? <laughs> good point. Yeah. Good point. At the end of the technical, Sandro was shaking his arms and he says, that's what his kid does. He's like, ah. <laughs> now that he's got a tech win, he's even... To, He's inventing him out. He's just trying to secure his spot. Yanush says he's made eight <coughs> spring rolls, but there were seven. Still mm -hmm. came in second. Not bad. Shabira said it's very tough competition at the moment. Other bakers are really good. She says she needs to be more focused at the showstopper. Abdul says they're all just neck to neck, literally. Are they, Abdul? It's mm. too close to call between all of them. And Maxie says she's going to make sure that she has good rest. And smash it in the showstopper, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. 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 Dot, dot, dot. Let's go into the showstopper. Let's. For the quarterfinal showstopper challenge, the bakers are tasked with making a 3D <laughs> pie scene. Edible. It has to be three-dimensional as opposed to the two-dimensional things that they've never baked before. <laughs> This has to be inspired by a favorite childhood story or nursery rhyme. It can be savory or sweet. There must be eight pies, Yanush. <laughs> There's got to be eight of them. And then uh, Matt says, Hickory Dickory Dock. You have four hours on the clock. Oh, Matt's got some bars. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's good this season. Yeah, Matt's good this episode. I wouldn't say this season. He's oh, good with this episode. Well, there was that one questionable episode. Yeah. Let's just... Talk about that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we get some notes from Paul and Prue. They say that their 3D pies must be instantly recognizable. When they see it, they must know what the scene is. The star has to be the crust of the pie, which is interesting. It is pastry week. There's a filling can't get too wet because then you'll get a soggy bottom. No soggy bottoms. And it can't be too cooked because then it'll be too stiff. Paul says that he wants to see baking nirvana. So he wants to see a pie made out of Kurt Cobain <laughs> wandering the halls singing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are nirvana songs are there? 
Come that, as you are. That's a good one. Um, come. What's that? What's that one that I'm thinking of? Something in the pie. Ooh. <laughs> okay. What? Is that? that Something Vodafone? in the pie. Ooh. Anyway, first up we have Abdul. <laughs> Abdul's is making adventures and pirates. Do you get it? You get the adventures and pirates. Name. I love that name. <clears throat> He's making two pies. One is an aubergine and potato curry, which will be in the shape of a ship, which looks really cool. And then his other pie is the sweet. It will be an apple and blackberry pie. And yeah, I mean, concept-wise, I think Abdul was pretty good. He said that growing up, he loved the book Treasure Island. And he said that he's using a bittersweet aubergine curry for his savory pie, which is his mom's recipe. He's using a sweet short crust and a regular short crust. During judging, the judges say that Abdul's pies are effective looking. You can see what it is, says Paul, which is a compliment. <laughs> <clears throat> After they bite into the, the savory pie, they say that the curry aubergine flavor is fantastic. Prue says the pastry is nice and short, it's crispy, and has a nice crumble. Overall, a good job with surprisingly how simple that is, said Paul. Which I was like, is that like a backhanded compliment? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Abdul did very well. And at this point, I was like, Abdul's making it into the semifinals, is what I thought, after his judging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a respectable <laughs> Even though he's the only baker not to get Star Baker, he's definitely making it to the semifinal. And he did very well this episode, comparatively with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a winner that has never won Star Baker before, though. Yeah. So. That was a good season. Yeah. But Although that baker in that season got second, like, every single episode. Right. Like, was on the cusp of getting Star Maker every single episode. Right, right. It was like he saved all his chips to get Star Maker at the end. Right. Or to win that whole season, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, up next is Janush. He's making the very hungry sausage dog. <laughs> He's decided to dedicate his bake to man's best friend. He has a sausage dog named Nigel. And he's hoping the judges will lap up his unique take on... Okay, there was a bad edit, I think. Because in the voiceover, it said the very hungry caterpillar. Oh, that's supposed to be for... It's for Sandro. Sandro, yeah. yeah. So... Who was doing the voiceover? Was it Matt? I think no. it was Matt. Matt's messing up, man. Well, I don't know if it was him, but it was whoever put the show together, right? Wait, Matt doesn't narrate this live? <laughs> oh, that could be true, too. I'm just kidding. You mean, you mean he's actually standing next to the baker yeah. saying these things? <laughs> As he's calling it play-by-play? Play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's going to consist of a picnic scene with elaborate decorative tree and each pie shaped to represent its contents. So he has an apple and then has apple filling. He has a dog head, which has his dog's meat in it. Yep, that doesn't sound appetizing. Sausage meat. (laughs) Fish uh, with salmon and spinach. Mm -hmm. And then dofino, which is like a potato. Potato. Yeah, and I probably butchered that. So during judging... Prue says that he could have made the fish more obviously defined. Um, if he hadn't told her it was a fish, she wouldn't have known. It was kind of on the large side, but I thought it looked okay. Mm-hmm. Like overall, I thought all of his presentation was pretty good. Paul said that the salmon's beautifully cooked. The pastry is all right. It could be a little bit flakier. It's just mainly one big lump of salmon. Uh, he doesn't like the big gaps in the dog's head that was filled with sausage. So he said normally you would fill that with gelatin. And that is going to become mm. apparent again later yeah. in the future judging. 
Uh, he said, basically, it's a sausage roll. The sausage meat is nice, but it's all a bit dry. And the Delfino, the pastry is nice, packed out, so you can cut into it solid. It's a nice eat. Bruce says that the apple pudding is lovely. I don't know why, but he has a lot of judging compared to like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, Paul says that it's a bit dry inside. The apple mixture should be wetter than that. The flavors mm -hmm. are good. And he thinks that the interaction with the crust and interior is where it falls, fails slightly. It just needs another element to wet the mixture down inside. So overall, he just didn't have a good mix. Yeah. So a rough outing there for Yanush. Yeah. But not too rough, apparently. No. Do we have some makers that get worse? Yeah. Next, we have Maxine. Maxine is making a spicy Twinkling Stars pie scene. She's making two pies. One is a short crust pastry with spiced chicken. And the other pie is a phyllo pastry that's meant to look like a globe. Like a huge globe. And she's using phyllo pastry, which the judges question. Mm -hmm. Because phyllo pastry, very tough to make with a time constraint. Typically, it's uh, like very delicate sheets of unleavened dough that are brushed with oil and butter. And this are kind of layered on. And then the pastry is baked. So you would kind of see this in a like a baklava. Mm. They question her on this because it's very difficult to do this in a short amount of time. Mm. It needs a lot of time. So Paul's like, yeah, you, okay, you're making out of feel. Are you getting any help? And I was like, obviously, she's not getting any help, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like her family's going to come in and like, help her make this feel pastry. We had all hands on deck for Kevin. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. So yeah, Sandra was helping her make feel pastry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said that it's a feat to make feel pastry. And it definitely is because she runs out of time at the end of her bake. And yeah. I was like, Maxie, I don't know if this is a good call. Like, you're already in trouble. <laughs> During judging, they say that, that the half globe that she made lost its way. The pastry has cooled a bit. And the butter and the pistro almost turned the whole, like... Or the butter and the pastry and the phyllo. Mm -hmm. Also, like, it cooled, so it made it taste like a pate, which it shouldn't have. They said the globe definitely needed longer. And Paul says, Philo was the wrong choice. However, they say that the, the cloud that she made out of shortcut pastry is good. Um, the pastry there is good. And uh, the cream and the fruit are good. But Prue says that the ratio needs to be more fruit and less cream. So kind of a rough um, judging for Maxie. Yeah. The Philo was definitely the sticking point. They were saying like she shouldn't have done that. It, it visually didn't look up to what we're used to seeing from her either to me. No, I think she had an off week. She was yeah. kind of flustered. Yeah. She's feeling the pressure mm -hmm. that, the, you know, everyone's putting on everybody. Yeah. All right. Up next is Sandro. He's making the actual caterpillar pie scene. Yep. So he's going for a more traditional approach to the story of the very hungry caterpillar. Good book. Wait, have you read it? It's a kid's book. Oh, but you've read it? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the cover is very, um, it's very much something you'd see in a library. <laughs> oh. I don't know how to, like, when you see it, it evokes like being in a library. Okay. Maybe that's like a personal thing because I probably saw it in a library when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So the Very Hungry Caterpillar is what Sandro's read to the kids he was working with. And this time he's pulling out all the stops. I feel like he does that all the time. Yeah, he kind of goes all in. Gonna have two side dishes <laughs> and a staggering selection of meat and fruit pies, each one individually shaped to depict both the caterpillar and its da daily diet. Mm -hmm. It's gonna have watermelon salsa, spicy chorizo, and beef caterpillar, chocolate bar shaped chocolate pastry, uh -huh. some kind of cup shaped 
cupcake shaped fruit pies. Yep. An ice cream cone. Ice cream. 16 pies all together. And we alluded to earlier, he doesn't know the name of his pastry, but it's done with flour and water. And he calls <laughs> it pastry dough. Yeah. <laughs> Just like limes. Just like me. Green ones. They're limes, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's dough. <laughs> all right. During judging, Paul says it looks quite attractive. He's had a bit of issues with it cracking. When they're cutting into it, Prue says that the caterpillar body, body is like a log of pie filling. She likes the flavor. The pastry is sort of lost because it's a bit soft. Mm. So Paul says it's very dry inside. It's like a sandwich, not a pie. Mm. Prue, Prue reiterates that the bottom is just raw. Uh, to which Paul says the cherry pie, though, is tough as old boots. As, and then he did ask, did he make the ice cream? Sandro said he did and says it's... Paul says it's a shame that it wasn't an ice cream competition. It's really nice. <laughs> he thinks overall he lost his way with the pastry. Yeah. So rough. Too much. Too much, Sandro. Yeah, took on too much. I think. Yeah, I think he did that last episode too. They're like, you did too much here. You're going for too much. I think that might be his like storyline. Is that he needs to dial it back a little bit? Just focus on a couple of different elements instead of trying to do everything. He also should have added alcohol to <laughs> Actually, he did add alcohol this time, right? Mm. Well, did he? He didn't. No, he didn't. No. Okay. So, I mean, that's kind of a development, I guess. Uh, next, we have Shabira. Shabira's making a Jack and the Beanstalk pie scene, which contains uh, two different pies. One is Malaysian potato curry puffs. It's like shaped to look like a castle, or I guess a castle on top of the, like, you know, the. the the story, Jack and the Beanstalk, there's a castle at the top. Mm. And it rises to the sky. So there's also like a little a little curry jack guy <laughs> in her bake. And then she also has another pie that looks like a, like a tree, but it's made out of chicken rendang, which is a, a Malaysian flavor. Shabira is very good at these. So Shabira says that when she was a child, she admired Jack and the Beanstalk. Is it climb up all the way through the sky. And when she was little, little Shabira would look up in the coconut tree and wondered how high her coconut tree can go, which is very cute. I can imagine tiny Shabira staring at the coconut tree, wishing that it would go to the sky and be made out of chicken curry. (laughs) (laughs) During judging, they said that her pastry is very lovely. It's flaky. It falls apart and is buttery on the fingers. Unlike everyone else's in the tent that day, they didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> but that they was, thought it. They definitely thought it. <laughs> this is, they said the filling is spicy, it's still moist and luscious. Prue says, I'm looking for a certain word. And Paul says, unctuous? She says, unctuous. I was like, what does unctuous mean? Flavorful? Yeah, you know, unctuous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said the chicken rending is packed and tasty. Paul definitely looks likes how much the her pie is packed with meat and filling. He says, I have one criticism is that it's a little bit dry, but overall, well done. So Shabira is the only one like getting away with like a really good judging. Abdul got an okay judging. Shabira got a really good judging here. Mm-hmm. This is the same for the signature and the shutstopper. So I was like, she's clearly a star baker. There's no one else in contention. I know, even again, she had a rough technical. She did, but, yeah. you know, the technicals matter. <laughs> In this episode, they, they actually do. <laughs> After we hear from Maxi, Maxi says, I have mixed emotions. I got a mixture of good and bad comments. I hope I've done enough. 
Sanjo says, my ambition worked against me, but hey, they liked my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's so positive. Yeah, he's very positive. Then we get a judges roundtable, and they, the judges say, overall, it was a very disappointing week. Every single pie they ate was dry. And three out of five pies, the pastry was not good. So Abdul and Shabir are the only, one that had, the only ones that had a good pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, Process Shabir and Abdul Curry's pies were fantastic. So I was like, oh, maybe Abdul's in the running for a star baker. Um, they said Yanusha's looked great, but it was dry on the inside and the flavors weren't there. They said Maxi, the chicken pie was good, but the glove pie, the filo was not good. And the pastry was raw. They say Sandro struggled as well. The pie wasn't baked enough and was raw on the inside. Also, the hungry caterpillar should have been smaller. And then Paul ultimately says Maxi and Sandro are in trouble. At this point, who did you think was going home? It's tough because it was those two. Yeah. It. They, they've done so well in the past. I, like, I thought Maxi was going to go home just based on the bakes. Yeah. But I thought... There was a part of me that thought Maxi, they just couldn't send her home. Because she did so well this season? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, first thing now, Starbreaker, and for the third time in a row, is Shabira, which is obvious if you were watching the show, because she did well and everything except for the technical. Yeah. And she was, she definitely like stood out, which is like the whole thesis of a Starbreaker is that they stand out amongst everybody. Shabira had good pastry, the signature, and the showstopper, which is very rare. Abdul had good good showings this episode. He had a chance at Starbaker, but mm-hmm. I just don't think he, like, he shined through like Shabira. So Shabira is kind of making a run here. Yes. Three Starbakers leading into the semifinals. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then they had to send somebody home. And unfortunately and shockingly, it's Maxi, one of the strongest bakers this season. I was genuinely, I saw it coming, but I was like, so shocked when I heard it. Yeah, I thought she would be in the final for sure. Yeah. We hear from Maxi. She says, I can't believe it. I knew it was coming, but I hope the showstopper would save me. It's really sad to go, but I'm happy and I'm proud that I made it this far. <laughs> At this point, we see like Prue going up to Sancho and saying, You're a lucky boy. And he yeah. goes, I am a lucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because apparently it was very close between Sancho and Maxi. I, I feel like it, it could have gone either way. He won the technical. That's true. And she was last place in the technical. Yeah. Shabir says she is crying because her best buddy Maxi is leaving, but she's happy about Starbaker. She says, I'm sorry. I feel so confused. I don't know whether to be happy or cry. Next week is semifinals, which is a dream for me. And that is the episode. Mm. That was a devastating ending there. That was unexpected for sure. Yeah. I, Maxi was so strong, you know? Yeah. At one yeah. point, it was just Maxi and Yanush trading Star Baker in the first half of the season. Yeah. See her go home and not in the final is... Anything can happen next week. Yeah. Patisserie week. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our segments. Um, I already told you my funniest moment in the episode. It's their limes, Paul. <laughs> their limes. Where's my handshake? <laughs> That's my impression of Sandro. Their limes, Paul. Where's my handshake? <laughs> Very good. Very good impression. Yeah. We went over mine too. Mine was when uh, Noel was saying how Prue was putting the pressure on him uh, yeah. <laughs> for not being Star Baker. Um, yeah. What was your favorite bake of the episode? I think if I had to try something, it would be Shabira's 
showstopper. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Yeah. I want to try that. Yeah, give me that beanstalk. Yeah, that looks give me that chicken rendang. <laughs> <laughs> also, it was cooked, so right, <laughs> yeah. she has a leg up on everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we didn't have a lot of choices <laughs> no. this episode. We have Shabir's signature or Shabir's showstopper. Yeah, maybe Abdul's. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, his was yep. looking good too. All right, fantasy update. All right, so we're down to two to two. <laughs> Team Q has left Abdul and Yanush on the squad. Team M has Sandro and Shabira left on the squad. You have a strong two left on your squad, I must so say. It's, that Maxi was a big hit, I think. Definitely for me, Maxi was a big hit. Yeah. Oh, how the turns have tabled. So the point, turns have tabled. <laughs> Points-wise, Team Q has 211 points. To Team M's 224 points. So it's just a mere 13-point difference. So Star Bakers are really important right now. Handshakes are going to be really important right now. There's not a lot of points available in the technical because we're down to basically four Bakers. So Two episodes left. Two Star Bakers left. Although the last person who wins wins the whole season, right? Right. Do we agree that they're getting... 15 points. Okay. To win this, to win the season, Oof, it's anyone's game. It really is. I hope it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Predictions. Yeah. Last week you said Maxi was going to win Star Baker and Oof. Abdul was going to go home. I like the opposite almost. On the other hand, said Sandro because I couldn't pick Shabira. <laughs> yeah. And that Maxi was going to go home. Wow. So I, uh, you know, I called it. You did call it. Like, like, <laughs> like usual. Inverse Q always works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is your star baker for semifinal patisserie week next week? I think Yanush is going to get in there. Get into the Yanush is going to get into the finals before anybody. Yanush, okay. Yeah. And who will go home? Sandro. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's going to get a handshake, but then he's going to fail on the showstopper. Oh, I I could see that too. Yeah. It'll All fulfill right. his storyline, and then they'll make him go home. <laughs> All right. Well, then you know I'm going for Sandro for the win. Which is possible. Mm-hmm. Especially if he gets a handshake. <laughs> and then the ultimate plot twist. Yanush. Wow. How did, you, how did I know you were going to guess that? <laughs> so can can we see a final of... So we both think Shab- well, we can't pick Shabira to get Star Baker, but yeah. we think Shabira is going to make the final, right? She has to. She okay. has three Star Bakers up into semifinals. Yeah, and then unless she does like she burns all of her bakes next week, right? Like <laughs> wow, every single one, and she's right. lost the technical, which yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But. Yeah, she's just going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to take Abdul's <laughs> blowtorch. Yeah. <and> just- <laughs> She's like, I got plans next week. I can't be here. (laughs) So that would leave Sandro, Yanush, and Abdul. One of them have to go. That's rough. And you think it's Sandro? So you think it's going to be Shabira, Yanush, and Abdul in the final? Yeah. You know why I think that? Because I thought Abdul was going to go home. Mm -hmm. And in every bake-off, there's always one baker in there where Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't know if I would have picked that baker to make it. (laughs) So Abdul's going to be that person. Oh, okay. Like last season, we had Chings. I was like, oh, Chings made it. Oh, I see. I see what so you're Abdul doing. Abdul was like kind of the, the guy who's in there. He was like, you know what? We didn't think he was going to be that great, but in the end, he really like rose to the occasion. 
Okay. You know, and it's one star rises and another one falls. And I think Soundro's going to fall. Wow. Yeah. He hasn't risen yet. So you got Star Maker. But. Like his pastry hasn't risen? Yeah. It's because he didn't have enough time. I know. They didn't give him enough time this I episode. Know. That's a thing. Yeah. All right, guys. All well, right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the kind words and awesome reviews. We'll see you next week in the semifinal. Bye. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.